but you can let us know you're watching tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, tonight I'd like you to open your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 1. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. I know last month, I think for two months, we had our book, Fearless. That was our book of the month, and we did it for two months. Actually, this is a book you can read every day because it's a daily devotional. And I was reading um, I was reading the devotional, I think it was yesterday, and something just stuck out to me. But the Lord's just been ministering to me about since we started that book um, about being fearless and rejecting fear and you know all the little the little areas in our life we don't even know mm-hmm. we don't even know we're dealing with fear yeah. we can become so accustomed to um, feelings to thoughts to uh, responding in a certain way and it's a lot of it is is based on fear right because yeah. we live in a world that is governed by fear don't we know that? Yeah. We know that, right? So 2 Timothy chapter 1, amen. Amen. amen, verse 7 says, For God, say God, God. has not given us a spirit of fear, yes. but of power, love, and a sound mind. Come on. You know, you can't have a sound mind and be fearful. You can't have a sound mind and be fearful. We have to choose as Christians. We have to choose as believers. Am I really a believer? (laughs) Do I really believe the word, right? So uh, the Bible says God's not given us a spirit of fear. In other words, fear does not come from God. It comes. We know where it comes from. It comes from the enemy, right? It comes from the devil. And he says here, Paul's saying, um, but he's given us a spirit of, of power, love, and a sound mind. God wants us to walk um, on this earth in peace and with a sound mind. Amen? Amen. And the enemy would always try, and I know we've talked about this recently, but he would always try to get us to question our identity, um, to question our inheritance and what belongs to us and what we can have as believers. And I'm here to tell you tonight, fear is not part of your inheritance. Fear is not part of the new man. Fear is part of the old man. Fear is part of this world system. And if you don't, if we don't reject fear, if we don't talk back to fear, if we don't push it off us, it will come into our lives. It'll creep on in through uh, different avenues and it'll talk to us. And it can talk to you daily. (laughs) You know, it can talk to you about your finances. It can say you're not going to make it. It can talk to you about your bills. Well, you know, you're behind and you're getting further and further behind. It can talk to you about that thing you're believing God for. You know, well, you've been believing for that for a long time. You're never going to get that. You know, your credit's not good enough or you don't have enough money in the bank or you don't have a down payment or you don't have, um, you don't have enough, enough uh, time that you've developed your credit. You know, the enemy will say all kinds of things. He can talk to you about your body. And what is this? See, he's instilling fear and yeah. doubt and unbelief. He can talk to you about your body and say, you know, this pain, your, your grandma had this pain and your great aunt had this pain and, and it, you'll never experience healing. Or you've been believing God for how long and you still don't have it? You see the enemy, he's trying to sow thoughts of doubt and unbelief and all that comes from fear. Yeah. Fear of really uh, the enemy trying to say, that's not really what belongs to you. 
but we know what belongs to us. We know that healing is ours. We know prosperity is ours. We know we can walk in love. We know that we can have strong families and strong marriages. You know, the enemy may speak to you about your marriage. Say, you know, he's never going to change. Why don't you, um, why don't you just get a divorce? You know, you don't even need counseling. You know, there's no point in him even going to counseling or her even going to counseling. Um, you know, you've, you've stood on the word and it hasn't changed yet. You know, the enemy, he's trying to instill doubt and unbelief. And it's all based on fear that none of these things, that the promises of God don't work. It's what it's all based on, that the promises of God, the enemy's trying to get you to doubt, is God's word true? That's what he's trying to do. When he sows those thoughts of doubt and unbelief, it's all based on fear. Is God's word even really working? But I'm here to tell you tonight, God's word works. And he promises us a sound mind, a peaceful mind, a mind that, you know what? I'm believing God's word. My heart is connected to what the word says, not what I see. Amen. So, um, so we're going to talk about a little bit about that tonight. Amen. As children of the household of faith, we are to identify as faith people, not fear people. Now, that doesn't mean that fear won't try and get in. Have you ever had something try to get into your house? Uh-huh. We've had something try to get into our house. You know, there was a, there was a pretty little kitty. Olivia thought it was so pretty. And, and it was by our door. You'd open our front door. Whoop! It just snuck right in. Like, like it knew. It knew that it, you know, like it had been in this house before. You know, that cat had never been in our house before. Never been in our house before. But the minute the door opened... It crept in and there I was standing by the door and it just boom just walked right in you know that's what fear will try and do yeah. it'll try to just creep on in yeah. it'll try and act like it belongs there and that you can become familiar with it yeah. but say not me not, not me. in my house not in my I will house. not allow fear in my house amen? amen and so we have to be faith people and say I'm done with this fear yeah. I'm done with this fear I will not you know to go to sleep and to think about someone breaking into your home or um, to have worried thoughts about uh, uh, you're paying your bills or about your kids, your adult children, um, or even your young children. You're, what are you doing? Those, that's all based on fear. That's all fear. That worried thought, that's fear. That's the enemy trying to get you to doubt God's word. It's fear. And so we have to reject fear. We have to recognize what the enemy, first of all, recognize the thoughts you're having and then reject it and answer it back. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So we know Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing. You know, it's not just something to say, well, I'm a, I'm a faith person. Fear, fear you have to go. You know, you have to, we have to build up our, our faith, our faith. We have to build up our faith. And how does faith come? It comes by hearing. And by hearing, Romans 10, 17 says, and by hearing the word. That's why we're constantly listening to the word. We're strengthening our faith. We're building up. We're, that faith is coming as we're listening to the word, right? That's why we're listening tonight. Why? So faith can come to us. Faith what? Faith to get rid of the fear. Faith to get rid of anything that's not of God, right? And so we have to keep listening to the word so our faith is built up. Amen. And then, then we can say, none of these things move me. You can't say that if you're not taking the time to listen to the word. Things will move you. If you're not taking time to get into your Bible and read your Bible, things will move you. 
If you're not taking the time to praise God, to worship Him daily, things will move you. If you're not taking the time to meditate on His Word, to take that scripture and read it to yourself and mutter it to yourself and meditate on it daily, things will move you. See, we can't just say, well, I'm a faith person, but there's no action behind it. Otherwise, they're empty words. We don't want our words to be empty. And then when we go to answer the enemy, our words are empty because we haven't filled up with his word. We haven't taken the time to sit in the presence of the Father. We haven't taken the time to worship him, right? But say, not me. Not me, because we know the importance of feeding on his word, taking the time to minister to the Lord, allowing him to speak to us. Amen. Amen. And when we do those things, our spirit man is strengthened. Our spirit man is fed. Now we're feeding our faith. But, you know, you can starve your faith. Mm -hmm. If you're not feeding it, you're starving it. If you're doing nothing, if you're not taking your time with the Lord, if you're not taking your time to read your Bible, if you're not taking the time to feed on the ministers that God has put into your life, connected you to specifically, then you're going you're gonna to starve your faith. Yeah. And you'll have, you know, the Bible talks about having a weak faith. Yeah. The Bible says Abraham, he was not weak in his faith. Uh-huh. So, we you know, we can have weak faith. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to have weak faith, and I know you don't either. We yeah. want strong yes. faith. Amen. Yes. And then when our faith is strengthened daily, it's not a one-time event. It's not, well, you know, I read my Bible for my 15 minutes and I'm done. It's a daily lifestyle. It's a daily, a constant um, habit of feeding on his word. When I'm driving in my car, I've got my, my, uh, word going. When I'm getting ready in the morning, I've got my word going. Um, You know what I mean? When I'm going to bed and I turn my word on, I'm feeding my spirit man. I'm strengthening my spirit man. I'm strengthening my faith. It's hard to walk in victory when your spirit man is weak. And the enemy will defeat you. If your spirit, man, is weak, if you're not taking the time. And that's why the enemy would try and come and bring distractions. Get you, well, you don't need to read right now. Or the phone rings, you get a text, you see something on social media. Next thing you know, you click on it, you're on there for two hours, right? What happened? You got distracted. Don't think it's an accident. Mm -mm. Don't think it's an accident. The enemy will bring distractions. Why? He does not want you to feed your faith. He knows that if you are strong in your faith, there's nothing you can't do. Why? Because your, your faith is so strong in God. You know it's not in your own strength, but it's in His strength. Yes. But you get His strength by feeding on His Word, by spending time with the Lord, by hearing His Word over and over. Amen? Amen. So, so we've come to the conclusion, we know that faith comes by hearing. And we know that we need to have strong faith. In this time, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) we know our faith has to be stronger than ever. Amen. 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 And so I want you to open your Bibles tonight to Mark chapter 5, because we're going to look at what Jesus and a man of faith, what they did in Mark chapter 5, when the enemy came with fear. And the enemy comes, you know, he'll come with his thoughts of fear and failure. And sometimes they're not thoughts. It's actually right in front of your face. It's something that you are seeing in your life taking place, right? But we know faith people, we don't look at the seen realm. We look at the unseen. The Bible says, don't look at what you can see. Look at the unseen realm. What's that? That's God's power. Look at what does his word say? Because everything that you see right now, it's subject to change. 
this whole situation, it's subject to change. We call it changed. Amen. And so Mark chapter 5, and this is the story of Jairus and um, his daughter that was dying. And verse 21 says, Mark 5, 21. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue. Do you know what the synagogue is? That's the church. So one of the rulers in the church came, Jairus by name. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. Come on. He saw Jesus. You know what he did? He went to Jesus. When he was in a bad situation, he went to Jesus. He knew where to go. He knew where to go. He didn't go to his friends. He didn't go to his family. He went to the only place he could get help. He went to Jesus. And the Bible says he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. Guess what? He had faith. He had faith. He said, come lay your hands on her. When you lay your hands on her, she will live. I wonder why he had so much faith. I'm sure that he had heard about Jesus. He had heard about the miracles that took place at the hands of Jesus. He had heard about him and heard about him and heard about him so much so that his faith was built up. Jesus, just come lay your hands on her. She will be healed. She's going to die. She said, the Bible says she's at the point of death, but he had faith if he could get to Jesus and have him come and lay his hands on her, she would be healed. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now in between, from the time that Jairus comes to the time to Jesus, to the time that Jesus gets to the house, there's a whole nother situation with the woman with the issue of blood and she comes and she touches Jesus and the body, you know, his robe and he feels the virtue, the power, the power going out of him into her and she's healed, right? And so finally we get back in verse 35 to Jairus and here Jairus is with Jesus following him. He just, he had faith. If Jesus will come and lay your hand on my daughter, she'll be healed. And then he sees this woman with the issue of blood come and touch him. And she was healed. Mm -hmm. Virtue went out. You know what I love? And the disciples said, he said, who touched me? Jesus said, who touched me? And the disciples said, what do you mean who touched me? Look at, the, look at the crowd. Look at all these people. But he said, no, this wasn't just a regular touch, right? Like the power went out from his body. The power of God went into that woman with the issue of blood. She'd been sick for 12 years. The doctors could do nothing, the Bible says. But she got worse. So she, she also came to Jesus. She must have heard what Jesus had done. She just wanted to touch the hem of his garment. And she touched it. She didn't even touch his body. She touched his clothes. And she was made healed. The power was so emanating out of Jesus. It was on his clothes. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone came and picked up your dress and they were healed? You, know, you took your dress to the dry cleaner and they touched it. Woo, they got, they got slain in the spirit. I mean, there's power on the clothes, yeah, right? Yeah. So God's power, you know, uh, the woman with the issue of blood, I believe she touched Jesus in faith, yeah. believing that she would be healed. All the other people were just touching him, throwing him, but I believe she touched him in faith. So now we get back to Jairus in verse 35. While Jesus was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house. So some people from Jairus' house, they came. 
and they told Jairus, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Look at what happened right here. Jairus got a bad report. It's too late. Your daughter's dead. It's over. Leave him alone. Leave Jesus alone. Just come on home. Right? But Jesus, he heard. He heard the bad report. He knew that Jairus heard the bad report. And the first thing he said, he said, do not be afraid. You know, when a bad report comes, the first thing that will try and enter and sneak in is fear. And sometimes it is tangible. <laughs> you can feel it. I've been in situations, I've heard a doctor's report, and I could feel the fear coming all over me, affecting my body, making me feel nauseous like I wanted to, you know, pass out. That fear, it was real. But I'm telling you, just because it's real and just because I felt it didn't mean that I had to accept it. And so when that fear came, do you not want to know what I did? I've decided. It doesn't matter if I felt it. That's right. I decided I'm going to speak back. That's right. And as soon as that doctor or that nurse walked out after she'd given me that report, I said, I do not have a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound. I said, fear you go. And then I answered back and said, that will not be so in Jesus' name. This will happen. And I answered the fear back. If you don't answer the fear back when it comes, it will take over. It will take over your thought life. It will take over um, your, your, your actions. You'll start responding in fear. And the next thing you know, you're in the flow of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, you can enter the flow of fear by not talking back to it. Right. Instead of the flow of faith, now you're in fear. Mm-hmm. You have to decide, church, we have to decide, what flow am I going to live in? Right. Am I going to live in the flow of fear? That this world, it's their natural flow. I mean, if we could, if we could look at the flow of the world as a river yeah. and the flow of faith as a river, we'd probably see the flow, a lot of people in the river of fear. <laughs> they're all in there with their, with their life, what are the little round floaties, and they're all floating in that river of fear. <laughs> you might look over and go, I think I see some believers in the river of fear. And, you, and that river is a Russian. It's rushing and it's taking them to a place that they don't want to go. It's taking the mind to places that it doesn't want to be, it doesn't want to go to. You know, if you step into that flow of fear and you start taking that fear when it comes, the next thing you know, you're seeing the worst in your mind. You know, your your imagination, it'll start to run wild if you don't stop that fear. And so, so we don't want to be in the flow of fear. And I love what Jesus said to him. He said, don't be afraid, only believe. Believe what? Believe the word. Believe in me. But, you know, faith is just believing that God's word is true. Faith is just believing that God will do what he said he's going to do. That's simply what faith is. But you can't conjure up faith. We can't just conjure it up anytime we want if we're empty. That's why it's so important. We have to stay full 
of the word. We have to be hearing the word, feeding on the word, right? right. So then when that fear comes, uh-uh, no fear here. I rebuke you, spirit of fear. And then you start speaking the word, and that fear has to go. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want to encourage you, and the story goes on. You know, Jesus went to Jairus' house. He got rid of all the people there. They were all weeping and crying. And um, he took in a few of his disciples, and they, they raised her up. Jesus raised her up. But it's so important to realize that... Uh, Fear, when it comes, you've got to answer it back. You've got to decide, oh, no, I'm going to believe God's word. I mean, and if you have to say it out loud to yourself, nope, devil, you're a liar. I believe the word. No fear here. And the word says this and this and this about my situation. The word says I am healed by his stripes. The word says my God it meets all my needs. The word says um, that everything will be all right. Yeah. The word says, I'm more than a conqueror. The word says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. What's in this world? Fear, doubt, unbelief. And we have to starve those things. I remember one minister said, feed your faith and starve your doubts. Feed your faith. Why? You're going to need it. You're going to need it. Amen. And we all know that we need our faith and we need it to work. And I want to encourage you with this to be bold in your faith. To be bold with your faith. You can't be bold with faith if you're not feeding on faith. Uh You know, what you feed on is what you become strong in, what you become knowledgeable about. You know, there's some people, they may feed on the news, right? They could tell you everything that's going on. Why? Because they're feeding on the news constantly, constantly. And so they're so knowledgeable about that. There are some people, they love certain subjects, right? Maybe they love history. And boy, they can tell you everything about history. Why? It's it's interesting to them. They read about it. They feed on it. They know everything about it, right? And so when they talk to you about these things, they're bold. Mm -hmm. They're bold with it. Why? Because they're knowledgeable. They have fed. They have fed on that topic. You know, it's important to feed on God's faithfulness. To feed on, man, he was faithful. He brought the Israelites out. He rose Lazarus from the dead. Come on, he he called those things that be not as though they were. He made Abraham the father of many nations. I mean, God's faithful. God is so faithful. He always comes through for those who will who will not fear and just believe him, right? And so we have to be bold. The more we feed our spirit, the bolder we can become. But I have to say this. I feel like sometimes you can feed on the word and that it just kind of lays there. And as believers, we have to, if I could say, kind of stir up the boldness. You know, it could be outside of your personality, but I'm going to... I'm going to start getting bolder. I'm going to start getting bolder with with the word. I'm going to start speaking the word out loud. I'm going to start praising God with the word. I'm going to start getting bold. You know, uh, there was a quote that uh, Smith Wigglesworth said. And let me see if I can find it here. He said, um, I got to find it here. He said, Something to the effect of, oh, here we go. If you whisper at the devil, you'll live a hard life. Mm -hmm. If you shout at the devil, you'll live a happy life. (laughs) 
Now, what's he saying? Be bold. Be bold with the authority that God has given you. Don't be weak and man, I'm this and I'm that. And yeah, devil, you have to go. I mean, the Bible says, you know, resist the devil and he will flee. He will flee. You resist that fear, it will go. But you have to be bold in resisting. You have to be violent with your resisting. You have to rise up. Come on, River Church. You have to rise up. We all have to rise up and take our authority. If we don't take our authority, you could feed on faith, feed on faith, feed on faith, feed on God and His faithfulness, and it just kind of lays there doing nothing. If you don't, rise up and be bold with what you know to do. Amen. Take your authority. Say, I'm taking my authority. Let's turn in our Bibles to Luke 10, chapter 10, verse 19. Come on. We have to rise up. Be bold to take our authority over fear, to take our authority over the devil's lies that he would try and send, right? Come on. And he'll try and send thoughts of defeat, thoughts of failure. What it is, it's all based in fear. It's all the unbelief and, you know, God's word isn't working. No, I know God's word works for me. Why? Because I put it to work. And I'm going to tell you something. When you rise up and you'll get bold in your faith and bold in your confession and bold in praising him, that anointing rises up and it meets you there. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, she got bold. She went out when she wasn't supposed to go out. Jairus, he got bold. He went to the ruler of the synagogue. And I don't think the people in the synagogue were all for Jesus, if you know what I'm saying. He, they weren't on his side, but he got bold. You know, your faith will get bold if you really want something. If you really want to see results, you're going to have to get bold in your life. Get bold for Jesus. Get bold in the authority that he has given you. Because, you know, it's like a police officer. They have a badge. You know, they can go somewhere. If they don't have their badge on, they're not going to walk in the same authority the same power that they would once they put that badge on. They can walk into a store or, you know, you don't even know. But the minute they have that badge on and they walk in the store, you're like, oh, what do you think? Oh, there's a police officer. Uh-huh. You know, I always think, oh, I wonder if something's going, something going down, you know, <laughs> in here, you know, what's going down? <laughs> Are they, you know, someone shoplifting, you know, well, all of a sudden we're aware of the authority of that police officer because he has his badge on. Uh Well, God has given you, if I could say, a badge. He's given you some authority. That means you can get some things done. That police officer with his badge can get some things done, can take care of business. Why? Because he has authority, the authority of his county, his state backing him up, his city backing him up. But if he goes somewhere without that, he doesn't walk in that same level of authority, right? Luke 10, 19, Jesus said this, red letters, say red letters. Jesus is talking, he said, behold, I give unto you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Say over all the power of the enemy. God has given you power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I love the NIV says, I've given you authority to trample on serpents, on snakes and scorpions, and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing, say nothing, Nothing. will harm you. you. Nothing will harm you. Amen. The New Living says nothing will injure you. (laughs) Why? He's given you power 
over all the power of the enemy. Not just some of the power, but you have power over all the things that he would try and do in your life. And you just, we just have to rise up and take our authority. He's given it to us. Are we using it? Are we using our authority? Amen. You know, faith, faith doesn't consider the natural. Faith isn't looking at what it can see. Faith um, rises up and takes its authority. And River Church, I want to encourage you, take your authority over fear. Take your authority. Don't allow it to creep in to your family. Don't allow it to even creep into your children's lives. You know, it'll creep in, you know, things like being scared of the dark, um, fear to go back to school, fear, um, fear of, you know, making new friends or not having any friends. You know, those are, that's all fear based. They're all lies of the enemy. And we don't allow, we can't allow fear to come into our lives. Why? Because we don't want to get into that flow. We want to stay in the faith flow. Say, I'm staying in the faith flow. So that means we've got to stay out of the the fear flow, right? We're not jumping in the river with our little floaty. Here I go. We're not jumping in there with the rest of the world. Because they're all going that direction. And church, the body of Christ is not called to to, to, to stay in the flow of that fear. It's not who we are. It's not part of our inheritance. It's not our heritage as servants of the Lord. Fear has no power over us if we will refuse it. You have to refuse it because it will come. But if you you allow it to come in, it'll take over. Uh One thought, you don't answer. Then another thought, you don't answer. Then I thought about this and I thought about that. The next thing you know, you've got all these thoughts and they're thoughts of fear. And it's our job to resist that spirit of fear And we don't give the enemy access to our thought life. Amen. We take that fear and we answer it back. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, Let's turn to uh, Romans chapter 4. And I want to take us back. I know we had talked about the father of faith. Who's the father of faith? Abraham. Abraham. We've been talking about him. And in Romans chapter 4, we're going to look there because he was the father of faith. You know, he, there was a time when um, he was not in faith and he didn't believe God. And he, then he finally, he got in faith, right? He got in faith. And guess what? When he got in faith, the promise worked. When he got in faith, he believed God. It all came to pass for him. Amen. Romans chapter 4, verse 19 says he was not weak in faith or being not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. He didn't consider the circumstances that spoke to him. Just like Jesus told Jairus, do not be afraid. In other words, don't listen to what they're telling you. Don't listen. Don't, don't, don't listen to the words that she is dead. Don't, don't heed to those things. Don't consider that. Just believe me. Just believe the word. And it's the same thing with Abraham. He did not consider his own body. He didn't take into account the circumstances. He didn't take into account. He finally got to the place where he believed God. The message says anyways. He believed God. And if you, it goes on to say um, in verse 19, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So he didn't consider those things. And verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. The Amplified says he, um, no unbelief or distrust made him waver. 
Fear will come and try and get you to waver. The Amplified says in verse 20, no unbelief or distrust made him waver. Fear will come to try and get you to waver. Unbelief will come to get you to waver, to change what you believe. But we have to do what Abraham did. I'm not even going to look at the circumstances. Like Jairus, when they said, your daughter's dead, I'm not even going to listen to that report. There are some things we have to close our ears to. Right. There are some things that we can't even look at. We can't consider what we can see or what the doctor said or what the bank, the bank um, says or what the checkbook says or what the bills say. We have to turn our attention. What does the word say? And rebuke any kind of fear and feed our faith, right? Yeah. But I love, this is what I want to get to. It's verse, um, verse 20. Mm. He staggered not the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. The Amplified says he grew strong as was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He started to drown out that voice of fear with faith. And I love what Reverend Joel said in his fearless book. He said, if the devil tries to make you listen to him, make him listen to you instead. Put your praise on. Put your praise on. Drown out that voice of fear with a voice of faith. And I tell you, when you start to praise God, just like Abraham did, he grew strong. He was strengthened in his faith. He started giving glory to God and he started to praise him. Come on. That's where he started to be strengthened. He, could, he didn't consider his body. He didn't look at what he saw. Instead, he turned his attention. And that's really what praise is. You're taking your attention off of what you see, off of the natural, off of your own body, off of your finances, off of, off of what they're doing to you and what they said about you. And you know what? I'm just going to turn my attention to God. I'm just going to start praising God the Lord. I'm going to start giving glory to God for all that he has done. And when Abraham started to do that, you know, I had mentioned this before, here he was standing and believing God for something. And the Bible says he was strengthened. He was strengthened in his standing. Hmm. Many people don't make it to the end because they lose their strength. They get weary and they quit. Hmm. But God doesn't want us to quit. And he's given us an answer right here. Give praise and glory to God. <laughs> Give praise and glory to God. When you do that, you're strengthened in your standing. Because there are a lot of us that we're all standing. We're believing God for things. And the Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Well, how are we going to... How are we going to keep from fainting? We're going to start praising God. We're going to give God glory. We're, our faith is going to be strengthened. We're going to keep feeding on the word. We're going to use our voice of faith instead of a voice of fear. Amen. Those of the household of faith will begin to praise God. And they'll be strengthened in their praise. And the Bible says that praise silences the enemy. So if you're dealing with fear, you resist it. You tell that spirit to go, you can start to praise God after that. Thank you, Father. What the 
praise will silence the enemy. Let's look at that verse as we get ready to close. Psalms chapter 8. Praise the Lord. Psalms 8 verse 2. This is a good verse. Praise silences the enemy. Amen? Amen. Let's look there at Psalms chapter 8. Verse 2. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Praise the Lord. Some versions say thou hast ordained praise. The Darby Bible translation says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast established praise because of thine adversaries, adversaries to steal. That means to quiet the enemy and the avenger. Ooh, the international version says, Out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have established strength on account of your adversaries in order to silence the enemy and the vengeful foe. Amen. The contemporary English says, With praises from children and tiny infants, you've built a fortress. Come on. You start to praise God. You start to give Him glory. It builds a fortress. It makes the enemy silent. And all who turn against you the contemporary says, are left speechless. Amen. They are left speechless. It's so important that we open up our mouth in faith. We resist that fear and we can start to praise God. I'm telling you, there's nothing that praise won't get you out of. Amen. We've learned that, that we can praise God and that through our praise, we can quiet that voice of fear. You just turn your attention away from that fear. No, you're not doing that fear here. Yeah. No, my God, he's working. I thank you, Father. I praise you. And you just start praising God. You start giving him glory. I give you all the glory, Lord. I thank you for all the times you brought me through. God, you've been so faithful. You've delivered me. You've delivered my children. You've gotten me through financial situations. I thought I wasn't going to make it, but I got through again, time and time again, Lord. You've been so faithful. You've been my supply. I praise you, Father. I praise you that you are a faithful God that your blessings, they overtake my life. Amen. I tell you, God doesn't want us to live in fear. He wants us to live in faith. Amen. And it's, it's faith, um, living a life of uh, being free from fear. That's not, you know, living in fear is not part of our heritage. We are to be far from fear. Far from it. Let's turn to Isaiah 54, verse 14. I said it, Psalms 8 was going to be our last, but I'm going to go to another verse here. Isaiah 54. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 54, verse 14. Says, you shall establish yourself in righteousness. And, uh, the Amplified says, in conformity with God's will and order. You shall be far from even the thought of oppression or destruction. For you shall not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. It shall not come near you. You shall be far from even the thought of it. For you shall not fear. And verse 17 says this, But no weapon, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Come on, the enemy, he may form weapons against you. He may bring things against your body. He may bring things against your finances. He may bring things against your relationships. Don't think it's strange when you have to fight the devil's opposition, 
But I'm going to tell you what Isaiah 54, 17 says in the Amplified. No weapon formed against you will prosper. In other words, it's not going to succeed if you'll put his word to work, right? And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. Now listen to this in the Amplified. This peace, this righteousness, this security. Then I love this part. This triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Triumph over opposition. It's who you are. It's what you do. It's part of your inheritance. When opposition comes, it doesn't move me because I triumph over it. It's part of my heritage as a servant of the Lord. And fear, oppression, destruction, even the thought of it can't even come near me or my house. Because I'm a servant of God. You're a servant of God. Not a servant. You're a child of the Most High God. And there is no fear in being His child. There is no fear in God. And so we don't allow fear in. And we know that we have security in Him. We have triumph over opposition in Him. We've got peace in Him. Amen. Praise God. I'm telling you, that's our heritage. It's our heritage as servants of the Lord. Say, it's my heritage. It's who I am. It's who you are. It's what God um, created for you to walk in, is to walk in faith. Amen? Not in fear. So as we get ready to close, I want us to start praising. (laughs) Start praising Him for the victory over the opposition. And if there's been fear, if there have been thoughts of what might happen to you in the future, what might happen in the situation that you're facing, you rebuke that fear. If you can rebuke it one day, it'll try and pop its head up the next day. You just say, fear, I resist you, you spirit of fear. You go in Jesus' name. You tell that thing to get out. And then you answer it back with, no, my God says this and this and this. And then you start praising, I thank you, Father. I praise you, Father, that you're so big and so great. Let's praise him tonight, River Church. I praise you, Father. What a mighty God you are. There's nothing that is too hard for you. Nothing's too hard. Nothing's too big. I thank you, Father. You said we'd be far from oppression, far from even the thought of it, far from terror. Terror can't even come near us. There is no fear in our households. We're walking in faith. We're walking in our, in our belief and our trust in you, Father. We trust in you with all of our hearts. We thank you, Father, that the greater one lives on the inside of us, Father. And you always put us over. You always cause us to triumph. The Bible says he will always cause you to triumph. But you've got to be bold with what he has offered you. Be bold with your inheritance. Walk out that inheritance. You know, if someone receives an inheritance and they don't go and get their inheritance, they're missing out, right? They could have received an inheritance of money. They could have received an inheritance of property. Maybe someone left them something in their will, something great. But if they don't go and get it, if they don't go and say, that, that was me on the will, that, that's me, I'm the, I'm the child, I'm the grandchild, I'm the niece, right? If they don't go and get it, they won't partake of that inheritance. They won't be able to experience the money that was left to them or the property that was left to them, right? 
It's the same with God. It's the same with us as children of God. If we don't go and say, that's me. That's who I am. I'm a child of faith. I'm an overcomer. I'm a victor. I'm on the victory side. I'm living in victory. See, what am I doing? I'm partaking of my inheritance. No evil can come near my dwelling. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. It will not succeed. It will not succeed. And the enemy would say, yeah, but it succeeded last time. Well, it's not succeeding this time. It's not succeeding because the word says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It will not prosper. God's power is working in my life. I have victory. I have triumph over opposition. Peace is mine. Security is mine. Don't you love that? Security. It's yours as a, it's yours as your, as a heritage. It's your heritage as a servant of the Lord. It's, it's your inheritance. Take your inheritance. Take your authority. Rise up. Be bold to take your authority and what belongs to you. Why? So you can walk out. Why do we want to do this? So we can walk out the fullness of God's plan. So we can walk it out and have a peaceful mind. Have a peaceful life. And when, when things come and they try and put pressure on you or fear comes, no fear here. I resist that fear. And I want to remind you, it doesn't matter if you feel it. It doesn't matter if you sense it. It doesn't matter. You just, oh, spirit of fear, you get out. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Just because you feel it doesn't mean you've given over to it. Right? Because it, 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 now it'll stay on you if you don't resist it. But I'm telling you, the minute I resisted that spirit of fear, the minute I resisted it, it left. It left. Then the mind would say, well, no, no, uh-uh. And I just start speaking the word. No, my God is working. This is what's going to happen. I started telling the, I started telling the devil, no, this is what is going to happen. Because God is on my side and he is the healer and he is the deliverer. And I started speaking back. You cannot afford to stay silent. You cannot afford to keep your mouth shut. If you do, you will lose in this life. Open your mouth, declare his word, resist that fear, and start praising God. And you know, it may seem like, Pastor, I feel like I'm resisting fear all the time. You just resist it. You tell that spirit, you go, you spirit of fear, you get out, you take those lies and you go. And you start feeding on the word regarding that situation. Don't let the devil beat you up. You get out your scripture. You start meditating on the word. You start filling up with the word. And I'm telling you, that fear comes, no, nope, you go. Just recognize that's, that's what the devil does. That's what he does. He tries to bring fear. But you've, give, you've been given the authority. Right. And the Bible says that, what did we read tonight? It says, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, no thing shall harm you. Nothing shall harm you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad we can walk through this life? living free from fear. Amen. Amen. Say, I'm free from fear. Now I'm going to pray for you right now and I'm going to resist. I'm going to come in agreement with you. You say it with me. We're going to speak to that fear that's been trying to come in 
been trying to talk to you, speak to you, say, fear, fear. I resist you. I resist In the name of Jesus, name you, of go. Jesus. you go. I rebuke you. You spirit of fear, you get out. In Jesus' name, I take my authority. Now declare the promises. If you're believing God for healing, say, I'm healed. I thank you, Father, I'm healed. I praise you that your word works. My body is strong. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Your healing power is working. Your power is working in my body. It drives out all sickness and disease. I thank you, Father. And you start praising him and thanking him for what he is doing. Start declaring the end result. What end result do you want? Start praising him for it. Start thanking him that his power is working. Amen. The power of God will keep you. But you've got to access the power of God by opening up your mouth. Amen. Well, River Church, we love you. We bless you tonight. We thank you for joining us, and we will see you Sunday.